everyone. Today is March 28th, 2020, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Huge week in the Duel world. Um, a lot of stuff going on. We have announcement of a new game, Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. I'm not really going to talk about this game, but we'll talk about we'll talk to everyone who has the game or people who have responded and see what they think about it. Carly Carmine's event is here. Uh, also, the character legendary duelist acquisition for her. We'll talk about her new cards for this event and the event itself. A lot of new cards were released in the store this week. Selection Box Mini Volume 2. A lot of um, very important cards in this set. A new menu box, Fortress of Gears. We'll talk about the URs and SRs from that box. Um... New event, Professional Aster just dropped this morning. Two new cards from there. And Doug Dimmit Duel is here with an Aroma deck. Aromas have been revamped from the mini box, so we'll talk about that as well, as well as all of esports and things like that. My week in the Duel world. Um, I'm currently at Legend 3. I'm not really pushing the King of Games just because... Really, I'm trying to limit my time on the computer, frankly. Just working from home every day, I... I lose the aspect of my job where I talk to people. So I'm on my computer all day and looking at uh, cat skins. So really that limits how much I could actually play games, frankly. But Legend 3, I've been playing two Light Sworn decks, Light Sworn uh, Monarchs and Pure Light Sworns. Really, um, at this point of the month, really, you can hit King of Games with anything. And I'm not really trying it. Just trying to play games and do the events um, in the game, collect all the cards. It's very fun though, the light sworn engines. And I did buy from the selection box mini, and I got Chaos Dragon Levineer, which is one of the main gets. Um, people want to get Karma Cut, probably that's another main get from the box. There's a few main gets, but um, that really goes in my wheelhouse with light swords because light swords do do the chaos strategies with lights and dark. So I'm trying to see how chaos dragon Levineer works for my decks. All right, let's get into esports. Duel Links Meta Weekly 117 first first place herbal no mortal can resist Shiranoi 20 card Shiranoi deck. They make immediate use of the card Ballista Squad, which is from the mini box. Um, and Ballista Squad is a is a card. It goes along with many similar trap cards where um, the discard cost isn't a problem. It's not really a discard cost here. It's tribute one monster, so it's sending something to the graveyard, right? And um, it's going to work for those decks that like having monsters in the graveyard. Where you use this, it depends um, with Raigeki Break and Karma Cut and things like that, so... um, Great to see a card from the box just straight up in the deck. Otherwise, it's paired along with cards like, you know, Fiendish Chain, Bloodgate, Cosmic Cyclone, other good cards like that. Second place, Wayne Kenoff. Christrons, same deck again. Um, this guy always gets top four of Christrons. As long as he keeps doing it with the same exact deck, they are going to be a tiered deck in Duelings meta just because they're so good in the tournament setting. Up four, Yehei, Alternative Evolution, Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty consistent deck now with the new uh, tuners. There's the new tuners from the last box, Judgment Force, and 
they just get their synchro monster out really easily. They it works great with Kaiba's alternative evolution skill. And then the trap cards, again, you could play around with what you use, but disposal is a benefit. So two Raigeki breaks, two ultimate providence uh, run in this deck. Um you know, probably with Karma Cut, that that could be something, but Karma Cut is a card that's confined to that selection box, so not everyone has it. A four Poker Guy eighteen Master of Fusion Hero deck. This is the new hero deck, um, and the difference is this deck plays many different ways. It's not like the old Destiny Hero Master Hero deck, where Anki just ran over everything and you won the duel pretty easy. So this deck has two Vision Hero Ferris, three Elemental Hero Stratus, two Destiny Hero Malicious, one Vision Hero Increase, one Destiny Hero Celestial, two Vision Hero Vion, two Cosmic, one Destiny Draw, one Econ, three Mass Change, one Polymerization, one Treacherous Trap Hole. In the extra deck, you have two Ankies, one Blast, two Vision Hero Adoration, and one Vision Hero Trinity. Really how the deck works um, in a nutshell, you special summon Ferris, that requires a cost, and then the cost is typically going to be like Celestial or uh, Malicious. Celestial helps you draw cards when you have no cards in your hand, and Malicious, when it's sent to the graveyard, you can banish it and then get another your second Malicious from the deck, so that tutors out a monster. Now, Vision Hero Ferris gets special summoned, and then you could place a Vision Hero from your deck into the Spar Trap Zone. That's going to be Vision Hero Increase. Now, when Vision Hero Increase is in the Spar Trap Zone, you can bring it into the field. You could Special Summon it. That will allow you to Special Summon a Vision Hero from the deck. That's going to be Vion. Vion, you can banish a monster and then get Polymerization. And then you can get Vision Hero Adoration out. So... This deck thins out so easily, and there's many ways to play it, so this is the new hero deck. Alright, so next tournament, the other tournament I'm going to talk about, there's a lot of them going on, but there's not enough time, is Mythgard Pro Series Special Edition number 1. First place, Nog, Baggy Sleeves, Thunder Dragons, uh, Light Sworn Thunder Dragons, 30 card deck, um, whole chaos thing is going on here. And the Thunder, Thunder Dragons that they're using are primarily Darks. There's three Dragon Hawks, which are the Lights, three Dragon Darks, two Dragon Duo, three Dragon Roar, and those are all Dark Monsters. You have two light, uh, Raiden Light Swords and three Charge of the Light Brigade. That's the Light Sworn package to help you dispose of cards and also your tuners. There's three Plague Spreader Zombies and one Glow Up Bulb. Those are your other tuners in the deck. Chaos Dragon Levineer makes it into the deck, so you could do the light and dark thing. Yeah, and then there's a Karma Cut, too. So there's a lot going on here, and a deck like this can really afford to do it. Baggy Sleeves is becoming a favorite in certain Light sworn decks. Like Monarchs, uh, Light Sworn Monarchs use Baggy Sleeves, too. Second place, Luxon Master of Fusion Hero deck. Again, this is the same deck as the one I mentioned before, but the ratios are a little off. It's It's not off, but... They're still trying to figure it out. This deck runs three Vision Hero Ferris, which is probably a good idea. Um, it, it's probably like fishing out uh, three of the UR from the box, and that's how many you'll play. Top four, Ricky, Alternative Evolution, Blue Eyes. Again, Blue Eyes aren't completely 
solidified into a deck, and there might be multiple ways to play it. This one's a little more old school. We've got two copies of Cosmo Brain, and then one copy of Whitestone of Legend, three cards of Consonance, and then in the back row, one Divine Wrath, one Raigeki Break, two Karma Cuts. So these are all cards that discard cards, do something to the opponent, and Blue Eyes don't mind doing that. And top four, Hexy Shadow Game Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale is a deck that's kind of a joke. It looks, you know, it looks like whatever, but it's really, it's a really complete deck. You know, there's the Golden Castle of Stromberg, which prevents, well, mills you like crazy, but then it prevents your monsters from getting attacked, and then you do some burn damage, right? So it's a very strong spell that they have to get rid of to win the duel. Like, there's no way your opponent can win unless they get rid of this card. And, um,. There's a lot else going on here. Two Lava Golems. Of course, we're running Shadow Games. You're burning your opponent every turn. And they're the. of course, this works because Stromberg banishes the cards face down so they don't count in the graveyard. Two Mithras to get that um, Lava Golem going on. A Princess and the Carriage. That's your um, direct attacker with the Glass Slippers. Glyph, the Phantom Bird. You need three of those to tutor out your Strombergs and also your back row. Three Psychic Wheel Dealers, three Artifact Lancia, Grand Maju the Aza for being a beat stick. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this deck. It's very complete, bit of a joke, but always tough to fight against. All the tournaments culminate into the Duel Links meta tier list update. Blue Eyes White Dragons have been promoted to tier 1, along with Crystrons and Element Sabers. Frankly, I've, I haven't seen Element Saber a ton in these top 4, but I'm sure they're still pretty good. Crystrons, of course, are consistent. Um, whenever they do get into tournaments, they do very well. Tier 2, Shiranui and Thunder Dragons are here. Uh, moved up. Um, Thunder Dragons really get a lot of help from the Chaos strategies that move, that seem to be getting better with each card release. With Dark Magician in Tier 2, Dark Magician's always good. Tier 3, Dark Lords, Luna Lights, Cyber Dragons, and Black Wings. All these are pretty good decks still. Um... Luna Light and Cyber Dragon and Black Wings, they're all pretty similar decks, really. They just, they're really quick decks. Alright, so let's move on to Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. I did not get this game, but it is, it's not a mobile game, so that's something to note. It's on Steam. I'm not really sure if you have to pay for it. You probably do. Um, let me just pull up Steam right now. But one of the things that they, um, Obviously, with the name Link Evolution, they're talking about Link Summoning. And that makes you wonder what it means for Duel Links, because Duel Links is also a game you can play on Steam. And does that mean that there's going to be no Link Summoning, no uh, pendulum, sum- pendulum Summoning in Duel Links? It's hard to say, but um, like they're separating the game, right? It seems... Unless... Yeah, it's $40. It's definitely too much. That's going to be a lot of uh, cards I'll never buy for Duel Links. But, um, yeah, so, like, I was... And one thing that it mentioned is it it has 150 Duelists. So that's a lot of uh, minor characters that they're going to pull from all the series um, to fill up 150. It makes you think whether Duel Links will ever get there, but we're still... We still don't even have XCs for Duel Links, so we could still think uh, short-term right now and not worry about that. Uh, four responses from our listeners. 
Art Game Penguin says, personally, I love it. I do agree that Duel Links makes it feel slow and clunky, but I love that it's a real Yu-Gi-Oh game for current summoning and cards, which I'm very happy about. It'll be a bit of a grind, but I'm enjoying it. Grand Terrier, it's the draw phase. Would you like to activate a card? It's the standby phase. Would you like to activate a card? It's the main phase. Would you like to activate a card? It's before the battle phase. Playing it is like playing with Toggle on all the time. I'm wondering if that's a controllable feature or if that's how dueling is with Link Summoning. As if it is that way, it's pretty annoying uh, when you're used to the fast pace of speed duels and especially with the lowered mechanics in present in Duel Links, you're not used to um, the new mechanics going on. So if you're a TCG player, maybe that is maybe that is how Yu-Gi-Oh is played nowadays. But that would be that's a lot of control of every phase. Marble Scrabble says, My hypothesis is Legacy of the Duelist is just Konami trying to let players realize how superior Duel Links is in terms of UI. I bought it and realized how amazing Duel Links were, so came back and did more microtransactions over there. So, I never really thought Duel Links had amazing UI. I always thought it was okay. Um, it works for the phone, so that's all that matters. And if the UI in Legacy of the Duelist is that bad. It okay, it has to be. There's a reason it's a it's um it's a computer game instead of a phone game because the UI just sucks. It can't get onto a phone. I guess. Um, Doug Dimidul, Yu-Gi-Oh Deck Talk, who will be on later in the show with an Aroma Deck, says not a whole lot in my opinion. They are different formats with different metas. Plus, cell phone games seem to be the ultimate convenience for casual gamers. Yes. Even though we are all inside, well, I can't say all inside. A lot of people are working from home nowadays. They can, they don't need the convenience of the mobile phone. But let's say I was out and about and playing on the on the trains. I would definitely, you know, that's stuff. I'm not bringing a computer to the train. So, um, yeah, there having a phone game is superior in that regard for sure for on the go purposes. And Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution, that is just meant to be a standalone computer game. UI's clunky, too many mechanics going on. That's the whole bottom line of Legacy of the Duelist. Alright, let's get on to in-game events. Carly Carmine. So, this is her acquisition event after her first appearance, I believe. Her first appearance gave a lot of those uh, Fortune Fairy cards. So last time we had cards like Fortune Fairy Hikari, Miracle Stone, Dwemered Path, Fortune Fairy Chi. I think the other ones too, like Fortune Fairy Sui or something. I forget what, but um, I don't know how everyone feels about this event, but I actually really liked it. Like, it gave you a reason to grind, and it's not really a grind because we do have to level up our characters. My Blair Flanagan's still level 40, I think. I still have a lot of gems to get from her, and Carly still needs to be leveled. So this gives you a reason to play Duel Links. It really does. And the fact that you have to fulfill special investigation notes um, changes how you play. Like, I just played a Monarch deck that made me tribute summon three times in do three trap cards in one duel. So I fulfilled two investigation notes there. It was a little slow, though. They gave, like, 30 points sometimes. 
So the, this is the thing with the investigation notes that are tricky. You're lured by the picture of the gems, but those give you like 30 points. And then some like gold pack is like 150. So they lure you into making to picking gems, but then those don't progress you in the event. So it kind of sucks, but a lot of good things about this event. You could help each other unlimited. Um, you could ask for help 10 times, which is more than enough in a day. I got all the cards already. There's no need to grind. Like you get a few packs and you got all the cards ready. I got my Fortune Fairy N and my Temperance in two days, I think. So um, great in that regard. And then you can collect all the cards. Um, gems aren't a ton, but you you keep getting them. So it's it feels good. If that makes any sense. You get R stones. I, I really like this event. Um, so we'll talk about the two new cards from this event this time. And then at some future podcast episode, I'll talk about Carly's um, level up cards and dual skills. So she's got seven unique dual skills, which is a lot, and four level up cards. Those will be saved for a future episode. So the first card she gives for this event is Fortune Fairy N. Level two fire spellcaster zero zero. When you draw this card, you can reveal it. Special summon it from your hand. If this is special summoned from the hand, target one set card your opponent controls, destroy it, and use each effect once per turn. So, Fortune Fairies have this gimmick where when they're drawn, they come onto the board, they have an effect. And they're pretty much useless in terms of attacking because they're zero zeros, and they have pseudo-synergy with Fortune Ladies in that they're considered Fortune Ladies, like Fortune Lady Calling would cheat one of these out. Um, but the effects don't go off because they're hand effects. Fortune Fairy ends really good. You could target one set card your opponent controls, destroy it. That could be a monster, that could be a spell. And that's the best part about it. It is a little awkward though because it's a level 2 and Fortune Ladies typically, they don't run a level 2 I think. They're all... Past is a 1, Light's a 1, Wind's 3, Water's 4. Yeah, so they don't run a level 2, but Fortune Fairy Past can manipulate levels you know, on the fly, and then there's Time Passage, so it should be able to work in Fortune Ladies somehow. The difference is that um, it changes what monsters you play in the deck, but... They draw cards so well with Fortune Lady Water and also with Future Fortune. So this effect can go off pretty easily, even though it's dependent on that. Now, we did see this card played in an Invoke deck in a tournament. It is a fire... It's like a Magician Invoke deck. There's um, Chocolate Magician Girl. And then this is the fire component. So this helps Purgatrio. So that's one way to use it. You can just get the card... Destroy something and then use it for Purgatrio. That's definitely a great use for Fortune Fairy N. I'm not really saying I'm not saying that it has to be a Fortune Lady card, but it is a spellcaster for whatever purpose you use for spellcasters. You can use it for um, the thing that makes Quintet Magician, for example. So uh, a very versatile card could be Fortune Lady card, could be generally good fire spellcaster for invoked. The other new card is Temperance of Prophecy, level 3, Earth Spellcaster 1000-1000. During your main phase, if you activated a spellbook previously this turn, 
You can tribute this card, special summon one level 5 or higher light or dark spellcaster from your deck. You can't special summon another level 5 or higher monster during the turn you activate this effect. So, spellbooks are pretty much dead in the water. And this card is conditional in that you have to have her on the board. And then you play a quick spell because this is during your main phase. So, there's no main phase 2 in dueling. So, your main phase is after your standby phase. You draw, standby phase, main. And that requires a quick play. So you're going to need to quick play, and then you contribute this, level 5, light, or dark. A lot of a lot of monsters can fit there. You're probably thinking Dark Magician, but Dark Magicians just do it so well, you're, you might as well think outside the box. So unless there's some really broken combo that comes along, I don't see this being good. Um... Light or Dark Spellcaster, level 5. Um, until that gets released, there's some broken combo. This card probably won't see any play. And it's not worth just running spellbooks just to play this card and just to get a level 5 for Light light or Dark, right? So, it's a bit of work. Um, I know some of those... When, when spellbooks first came out, they were running a bunch of monsters that could come out. It's meant for those cards because they are like big spellcasters and things like that. But um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Temperance. And anyways, I really liked this Carly event. Um, got her pretty easily. And yeah, it's a reason to, to play Duelings. It's a reason to get rewards. It's a reason to level up your characters instead of just mindless farming, which I don't really like. So let's move on. New cards, Selection Box Mini, Volume 2. And with any of the Selection Mini Boxes, I mean Selection Boxes, they're around for a limited amount of time, and they let you buy a certain amount of gems before it converts to money. And what it is, is it's really a thing for whales right now, in that they could spend money right now and get three copies of these cards. You see someone running a lot of karma cuts that kind of, tells you that they have a lot of money. And these cards will be released in the future, but it's paying for the opportunity cost to have them. And right now, the opportunity cost is playing this Kaiba Cup right now and also getting winning tournaments in the future months to get these cards. So really, um, that's what we're talking about here. Seven new cards, and there's an asterisk on the first one because it's not a new card, but... <laughs> um, Alright, let's get to the cards. Cyber Dragon, Alternate Art Cyber Dragon. This one is a gray one. Like regular Cyber Dragon, level 5. If your opponent controls a monster, special summons card from your hand. So, Alternate Art, it's fun when it's free, but then it, it, it's clogging up a UR slot in the selection box. Not cool. It It's bad optics, I'll say. Unami is known for being greedy, and then they slot in a alternate art into a UR spot for your selection box mini. It doesn't look good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Alright, second card, Witch of the Black Forest. If you don't know this, you probably never played Yu-Gi-Oh! Level 4 Spellcaster Dark, 1100-1200. If this is sent from the field to the graveyard, add one monster with 1500 or less defense from your deck to your hand, but you cannot activate cards or effects of cards with that name for the rest of the turn. So... 
this is the obviously the um, defense version of Sangin. Sangin is a thousand or less, no, fifteen hundred or less attack. Which of the Black Forest is fifteen hundred or less defense? Back when this card was printed in the TCG, I remember this card from Metal Raiders. I had one of these. It never had that second ability where you can't activate the card. That's something they added later on into the game to make the card less broken. I think they took it off a ban, a limit list because of it. But which of the Black Forest, you get the card, but then you can't play it, right? So 1500 or less defense is a lot more inclusive than Sangin. Sangin, the attack, this lets you get a big monster with like 3000 attack and zero defense, right? So which of the Black Forest is better than Sangin, typically? Um, and there's a lot of things that qualify for this effect to go off. Getting sent from the field to the graveyard, that's, you know, like a tribute summon, a cost, getting destroyed. There's a lot of ways this can get into the graveyard. You can help tutor your card. But of course, with the rule change and this being speed duels, it's a little slow. You get the card, but you can't play it. And, yeah, that's all I have to say about it, um... Which of the Black Forest would have been a great card, but that slowness will limit it quite a bit in dueling. So it's not going to be played universally, I think. One of the main gets from the box, Chaos Dragon Levineer, level 8 Dark Dragon, 3000 attack, 0 defense, cannot be normal summoned or set, must be special summoned from your hand by banishing 3 light and or dark monsters from your graveyard. When summoned this way, you can apply this effect based on how many attributes of monsters were banished, also, this card cannot attack for the rest of the turn. Only light monsters. Special summon one monster from your graveyard in defense. Only dark monsters. Shuffle one random card from your hand, opponent's hand into the deck. Both lights and darks. Destroy up to two cards in the field. You can use this effect once per turn. So, um, how do I begin? This is another chaos card. But it's different, and then you get to pick which attributes you uh, banish for it. If you have a graveyard full of stuff that you've milled from your Charge of the Light Brigades, that's great. You get to pick based on the situation. I think the light one's probably the worst, because I'm just setting you up for a synchro play. That's, that's what it is, because the monster can't even attack. Now, if you pick darks only... Darks only is probably the hardest to do because the decks typically run more light monsters than dark monsters. But let's say you're playing light, um, light sworn dark lords or light sworn thunder dragons, you might have an abundance of dark monsters, and that you would want to use that ability. And that's a great ability against hand effects like kiteroids. You could end your opponent who was stalling with a kiteroid in their hand. You could just end the duel right there. The most Easy one to do is both lights and darks. When you're playing light swords, you have both of them, so typically that's how many you'll use anyways, and you get to destroy two cards in the field. And the thing about this ability is that you can use it every turn. You can use this effect once per turn. So, And I think you get to use it whenever you want to, so you could just do it at any phase that helps disrupt your opponent at any step, and... This is a free special summon, 3,000 attack, a huge boost to anything running a chaos strategy. So any deck that runs light swords, like Dark Lords, um, 
Thunder Dragons, anything that has lights and darks, this is pretty much automatic, I think. Um, of course, it clunks up your hand. You want to limit the number of cards that clunk up your hand, so your wolves and your um, Chaos Summoners, those kind of are the same thing as Chaos Dragon Levineer. And you don't want too many of those cards, but this is pretty, this is really good for what it is. I'm happy I did get one for my free, my gem purchases of the selection box. And really, one is all you need. This is a card that you don't need a ton of. Let's move on to the SRs. Fairy Tail Rello, level 4, light spellcaster, 1850, 1000. Neither player can target monsters on the field with spells or effects, except this one. Once per turn, you can discard one spell card, equip one spell card from your hand, deck, or graveyard to discard, but return that spell card to the hand during the end phase. This is a weird card. It prevents, it provides protection against targets, but only spells and effects, so it ignores traps. Um, with some cards, we've seen how good anti-target synergy, um, anti-target protection is with Luna Lights, and also. Um, in the Synchro Toolbox deck, the Archfiend, the Archfiend's Call, yeah. Those cards can't get targeted, so that's pretty good ability. Um, this one specifically has synergy with Equip cards, though, which makes me think, and it's a Spellcaster, which makes me think it's a Draw Engine card. It could do Wonder Wand, it could do Bamboo. So there's different ways you could draw cards with this card. And that seems to be what it's getting at. So it seems to be like an Exodia deck card. Which makes it less useful. It's not going to see a ton of play, I think. United We Stand. Equipped spell. The equipped monster gains 800 attack and defense for each face-up monster you control. Um, huge, huge beat stick. Equip. Uh, attack and defense. That's huge. Um, maximum 2400 attack and defense. Pretty devastating with concentrating current. That'll make it like 4800. Of course, you need a full board of monsters, but let's say you only have two, 3,200 with um, Concentrating Current. This might see play in, like, um, maybe Invoke decks, I want to say, because Invoke Toxidus and those other guys, Purgatrio, they all have pretty good defense. Purgatrio especially is dangerous with this card. Um, it's probably not better than Power of the Guardians, because that's the universal good... Equip spell that protects them, they gain attack. I think this is worse than Power of the Guardians, but in an explosive deck, again, like, like, um, like Invoked with Purgatrio, this could be pretty devastating. So, I don't know, maybe this card, I think this card will sneak in somewhere and then it'll just blow you away. One hit. Armacut, talked about this card a lot, right? Trap card, discard one card, target one face of monster your opponent controls, banish it. Then banish all cards with the same name as that monster from your opponent's graveyard. This is extremely... This is devastating in the late game. Let's say they have some monsters in the graveyard already. They play this one, you banish them all. So It's not even late game. It's in Duel Links. Um, let's say they do some kind of like Light Sworn setup. They mill a bunch of stuff. They play one, and then you banish all of them. It's huge. Um... And Rageki Break is seeing a lot of play now. That one's discard one, target one card. This is discard one, target one face-up monster, banish. So there's always conditions to each card that makes it different. This being a banish rather than a destroy is the advantage here. And also that extra destruction 
the extra banish of all the monsters from your opponent's graveyard. So there are situations where you'll play Raigeki Break over your Karma Cuts. There may be many situations where you include both into your deck. But overall, this is a card that is a staple for decks that like having cards in the graveyard. We saw Ballista Squad earlier. I think Ballista Squad is immediately worse than these cards. These um, discard from hand is definitely easier than tributing the monster on the board. This is kind of on the same vein of um, um, Divine Wrath. Ultimate Providence is a, little, is a little more situational. It's for more of a balanced deck, so um, that one's more of a, at a disadvantage. But Karma Cut is definitely a... It's probably the main get of this mini box. It's better than Chaos Dragon Levineer. I would say this is probably the main get whenever it comes into a box. Last new card is a trap card called Prideful Roar. During damage calculation, if your monster battles an opponent's monster of a higher attack, pay life points equal to the difference in attack. Your your monster gains attack equal to that difference plus 300 during damage calculation only. Interesting combat trick. You're going to get hit by a bigger monster, or you're hitting a bigger monster. You lose life points, you beat them by 300. This is only useful for losing life points. This only works once in that effect. Yeah, it's just a one-time deal. So, uh, you know, I think Mirror Wall is immediately better than this card because you could pay 2,000, you could trigger any of your dual skills. This one um, helps you trigger dual skill. I think that's the main use of it. And then you beat them by 300, that's it. Yeah, this card this card's not amazing in my opinion, but it might see very situational play in certain skills that require a loss of life points. So that is it for the selection box mini uh, volume two. Um get these cards. These cards are worth getting, I think. Um especially if you score a karma cut, that's definitely I'm happy I scored the Chaos Dragon, so yeah, that is the selection box mini. Next up is the mini box Fortress of Gears. This was released earlier in the week. Um, I didn't buy any of this box, and frankly, it's not the worst box in the world, but there's nothing that really jumped out at me, but this definitely does have a lot of good cards to help certain archetypes. I wouldn't say anything is a must-have, but a card that down the line maybe I may be interested in, but with gems the way they are right now, there definitely is no reason for me to, to buy this box right now. Um, yeah. Um, talk about the URs and SRs. I might get back to the Rs somewhere down the line, but I don't know if there's time right now. But there are some interesting cards here. Doug Dimadul's going to talk about the aromas later in a bit. Um, let's get to the URs and SRs. And they're all the same in a mini box. There's only one copy of each. First card's Machina Fortress, level 7 machine, Earth 2500-1600. You can discard machine monsters whose total levels equal 8 or more. Then special summon this card from your hand or graveyard. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, target one card your opponent controls, destroy it. Before resolving an opponent's monster's effect that targets this face of card, look at your opponent's hand, discard one card from their hand. 
card's unique in that you could use it as the cost to summon it. So it requires 8 or more stars. This one's 7, so you toss this fortress and then another card. And then you could special summon it from the graveyard. 2500 attack. And then, um, if it gets destroyed, you get to counter destroy something. If it gets, the better effect is if it gets effect, uh, an effect targets it you can force an opponent to lose a card in their hand. Your opponent can play around this. They could have no cards in their hand, which is a very common thing in Duel Links. So they could hit it with an effect. But let's say they're not reading the card, and then they mess up, and they lose the card in their hand, and they're screwed. So that's what this card does. It's actually a pretty good card. It's a pretty much a free 2500 for those decks that don't mind it. But it only works for machines, so Cyber Dragons... I think that's the main machine deck right now. Orchists could work um, because Orchists have some synergy with cards in the graveyard and coming back. So maybe something there as well. Um, there's a level one tuner, Unknown Synchron or something. I think one of Yusei's cards, that's one star. So that could work too. Overall, I think the package of this is pretty good. It could fit into any of these machine decks. Um, and, and of course it works for decks that don't mind having stuff in the graveyard. That's the main appeal of it. Second card is Vision Hero Ferris. Level 5 Dark Warrior, 1618. You can discard one hero monster. Special summon this card from your hand. If this card is normal or special summoned, place one Vision Hero monster from your deck face up in your spell or trap zone as a continuous trap except for this one. Also, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck for the rest of the turn except for heroes. No use its effect once per turn. As I mentioned before, this is the main combo card. It makes it's gotten heroes back into the competitive scene. You start off by discarding this card, you get you dump a celestial or a malicious, probably malicious, you bring malicious back, then you special summon the monster into the trap zone, the vision hero increase, you bring increase out, and then you do a lot of stuff. So really what the deck excels at is deck thinning, and facilitating monsters' movements throughout the deck. So, definitely a core card in the new hero deck. The last UR is Ballista Squad, Trap Card, Tribute 1 Monster, Target 1 card your opponent controls, destroy it. So, along with Karma Cut, here's a new Trap Card, Removal Trap, for decks that like having stuff in the graveyard. A little more situational compared to those where you discard, because you have to have the monster on the board. So that sometimes will cost you your normal summon, and that's something you don't want to do. You kind of do a two-for-one, but hopefully having that monster costed into the graveyard will get it back or get something back to the board. So that's the only situation where you would use this card. Um, decks that can just get monsters straight from the graveyard onto the board pretty easily. They can just run this card without worry, so... Lista Squad is definitely a core card for certain decks. Now to the SRs of the box. Hot Red Dragon, Archfiend Bane. Level 10 Dark Dragon, Synchro, 1 Tuner, and 1 Non-Tuner Dark Dragon Synchro. 3,500-3,000. You contribute 1 Monster Target, 1 Red Dragon Archfiend. In your graveyard, special summon it. When this card inflicts battle damage to your opponent, you can special summon two tuner monsters with the same level, one from your deck and one from your graveyard in defense mode. You can use each effect once per turn. 
So, there's a lot going on here. This is a red dragon archfiend. Bane, hot, and um, it's like a C play for a lot of reasons because it requires a dark dragon synchro as the synchro monster. It's designed for red dragon archfiend typically, so you're doing two synchro summons in a turn, which is typically hard to do. Sometimes it does work, but um, you'll need to line it up. Um, and there's a lot of ways to disrupt it nowadays. I think Dark End Dragon's probably the best choice to use, though, because you could use its ability to send a card to the graveyard, and then it's weaker, so then you could just use the weaker monster as uh, material for Red Dragon Archfiend, Bane, but then you can't bring back Red Dragon Archfiend, right? So... This specifically has synergy with Red Dragon Archfiend. Um, and then you get two tuners onto the board, which doesn't do much. It just clogs up the board, and they can't even attack to end the game. That's the downside of that ability. And there's only three monster zones, so it's not like you can use a... You can make another synchro play that turn. So there's a lot of reasons this card won't see a lot of play. Splendid Rose, level 6, Wind, Plant, Synchro... Generic requirements, 2200 attack, 2000 defense. Once per turn, you can banish a plant monster from your graveyard. Target one face-up monster your opponent controls. Have that target's attack until the end of the turn. During the battle phase, if this card attacked, you can banish one plant monster in your graveyard. Have this card's attack until the end of the turn. If you do, this card can make a second attack during this battle phase. So This card actually fits very well with the toolbox, uh, Synchro Toolbox deck. Um... Level 6, which is all those monsters are level 6 except for um, Aster, but it's a plant as well. So um, they run Angel Trumpeteer, which is a level 4 plant. So then you can banish those cards. You can also banish the um, Dark Verger if you're done using that card. But there's a bit of anti-synergy with that deck in that you're banishing your plants and then you can't use Battle Tuned for them. So there are situations where that is anti-synergy with this card, but it should work where you don't always have battle tuned and then you could just use this ability instead. So there's also a possibility that there's a there's enough plant support in this mini box that you could do it. Aromas are plants, for example, so they could run this card. There's a lot of uses for this card. Um, I think aromas are probably the best use because they have extra plant monsters that they don't use for battle tunes. So this is a pretty good card, I think. Next up is Machina Gearframe level four. Earth Machine Union 1800-0. When this card is normal summoned, you can add a Machina monster from your deck to your hand except for this one. Once per turn, you can equip it to a machine as a union, basically. If the equipped monster will be destroyed, you destroy this card instead. So unions are a very you know, outdated effect ability, but they just equip to other machines. And this one's main effect is you tutor any Machina monster, and you'll probably want to get your Machina Fortress, but you could get any of the other ones as well. So, pretty good. Um, if there's some kind of machine deck that does use Machina Fortress, um, hard to say if it'll be used outside of that, but it could be just, it could just be played as a little package in a a Cyber Dragon deck or something, some kind of machine deck that could just use these cards. And that's like a little engine that thins the deck, of course. It's very minimal 
You could just run two or three of these and then one machine of fortress and that'll be it. Vision hero increase level three, dark warrior, 900, 1100. If you take battle or effect damage, you can place this card in your graveyard, face up in your spell or trap zone as a continuous trap. During your main phase, while this card is treated as a continuous trap, you contribute one hero monster special summon this card. If this card is special summoned from their spell or trap zone, you can special summon one level four or lower vision hero from your deck. You can use each effect once per turn. This is, you know, part of that whole combo play. You cheat this out, use Ferris's ability to put this into the spell or trap zone, you bring this onto the board, and then you special summon Vion, and then you get Polymerization, and then you play Trinity or Adoration. So part of the new package. You only need one of these, though, but you do need more Ferris, so you'll probably get more of these by accident. Now let's talk about some BLS cards. Super Soldier Soul, level 1 Earth Warrior, 0, zero. You can send Black Luster, one Black Luster Soldier monster from your hand to the graveyard until your opponent's next end phase. This card's attack becomes 3,000, and its name is Black Luster Soldier. And banish this card from your graveyard. Add one Beginning Night or one Evening Twilight Night from your deck to your hand. You can use each effect once per turn. So this is very interesting. It's a 1-star 3,000 beat stick. You'll probably want a lot of these just so you can maximize that ability. But um, you send a monster from your hand to graveyard, and then for your turn, your opponent's turn, it's 3,000 attack. And then you could banish it, and then you could tutor one of your helper cards. Beginning Night and Evening Twilight Night are rare, um, are our rarity cards that um, each have, they, they work very well with the new. BLS synergy here. They're great cards. So um, this can help you get those cards. Um, and then you could just get your ritual summon out pretty easily thanks to those cards. Those cards are worth talking about some other podcast episode. Envoy of Chaos, level 4, Dark Warrior, 1500-0. During either player's battle phase, you can discard this card, target one Black Luster Soldier monster, or one Gaia the Fierce Knight monster you control. It gains 1500 attack until the end of the turn. If it does, every monster's, every opponent's monster that battles it this turn has its attack become that monster's original attack during damage calculation only. Once per turn, during the end phase, if this card is in the graveyard, you can banish one Light or Dark, one light and one dark from your graveyard, except this one added, added to your hand. This goes along with that those helper cards I just mentioned. This is more of a hand combat trick, though. It's really good. You discard it, your monster gains 1,500, and then you could alter the attack of multiple monsters on your opponent's side of the board. So you could lower all of their attacks, and that's pretty good. Um, while this is a way to win the game um luna lights probably do it better they make the monster zero and then they hit twice and they win the duel some chaos synergy here so then you could banish the light in the dark that would be your beginning night and your evening twilight you banish both of them and then you get enough materials for a ritual spell and a ritual summon so i would get a ritual spell and ritual monster so that's what that is for Synergy just works really well. Red Sprinter, level 4, Fiend, Fire, 1700, 1200. 
When this card is normal or special summoned while you control no other monsters, you can special summon one level 3 or lower fiend tuner from your hand or graveyard. Use this effect once per turn. This is kind of the red dragon um, archfiend synergy here, but it's similar to junk synchron or black salvo. It's a little better though because it instead of just being graveyard, you can special summon a card from the hand. Uh, it works for any of your level 7 generic synchro summons. Also specials, specializes with fiends. Next card is a spell card called Sky Striker Maneuver Jamming Waves. Spell card, if you control no monsters in your main monster zone, target one set spell or trap on the field, destroy it. Then if you have three or more spells in your graveyard, you can destroy one monster on the field. This could be a very value card. It's a rare two for one. You could destroy two for the cost of one. It's pretty good late game control. Could be sneaky good in a deck that runs a lot of spells into the graveyard. So anything like you're running your spell books, or I'm saying spell books, but it's not really going to get played. Light Sworns could just get a lot of stuff into the graveyard as well. So, um, and better yet, this destroy one monster is not a target, so you could destroy your opponent's Luna Lights. So definitely. This is something to consider for any deck that just runs a lot of... I think this could work for spell specialist light swarms because they need to run six spell uh, spell cards anyways, and this could replace your Galaxy Cyclone, for example. The next one is Humid Winds, and I must say something about Humid Winds first. Aromas are no longer free to play. This is... Their cards were all available at the Trader, in this box, there's some R's and N's, sure, but then they throw in Humid Winds into the SR. What a shame. Humid Winds, continuous trap card. You can pay 1,000 life points, add an Aroma Monster from your deck to your hand. If your, opponents, if your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can gain 500. You can use each effect once per turn. So, it's rare that aro- these win cards, they pay life points. Previously, Aromas just gained life points, so now you pay life points. And... They're actually decent when you can facilitate what's going on. So this is probably a core card for the deck. There's another wind card that works for them. Um, it's wind cards, aroma gardening. So um, yeah, it's probably worth it. And then they gain life points. So then you could boost up your monsters and trigger those abilities that go off when they gain life points. Finally, Wall of Thorns trap card. When a plant monster you control is targeted for an attack, destroy all face up. No, destroy all attack position monsters your opponent controls. This is just Mirror Force for plants. Might as well put this into Aromas. Any deck that runs plant cards, this is just super good. It's Mirror Force just for plants. (laughs) Alright, so with that discussion of the URs and SRs out of the way, I'm going to give it to Doug Dimidul for his deck of the week. He's got Aromas. Um, As mentioned before, Aromas are the main free-to-play deck that all their cards are available from the trader, except for this new box. You've got new cards, Humid Winds, Marjorams, and R. Uh, and then the ends. you've got Laurel, you've got Aroma Gardening. I may have missed something, but those are the new cards in this box. Check out Doug Dimidul's Aroma deck right here.
Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. I'm going to keep this one quick because uh, I'm all cooped up inside the house on quarantine with uh, with the missus, and I'm tired of, I mean, I'm sure she's tired of hearing me going and, and doing all these Yu-Gi-Oh things. So I'm going to run through this one. This is an aroma deck that is just a lot of fun. I mean, I've been waiting for aromas to get more support. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it broke the trend where it used to be only bought in the card trader, you know, the ultimate free-to-play, but now they're throwing it into a mini box. Could have been worse. They could have thrown it and sprinkled it around main boxes, but, I mean, this is this is a lot of the stuff that I think is, um, is really going to do aromas and aromages some justice. Ah, oh, this is just phenomenal. Uh, it's not the most competitive archetype right now. There's a lot of very effective uh, archetypes to run, but I mean, this is just a fun deck to play. So uh, really what I want to utilize is just some of the synchro plays, but some of the new traps in the new mini box, specifically Wall of Thorns. This is like a mirror force. This is fantastic. When a plant type monster you control is targeted for an attack, destroy all attack position monsters your opponent controls that's one of the big things i'm running this deck around this just blows up your opponent's board if they're trying to go for an all-out otk on on some of your aromage monsters but uh, let me go through here first we have uh aromage uh, uh kananga i don't know how to pronounce these things level three plant 1400 attack uh while your life points is higher than your opponent's uh face up monsters your opponent controls loses 500 attack and defense then if you gain life points once per turn target one spell or trap card your opponent controls and return it to the hand that's really good for some of those pesky equip spell cards so i like sending those suckers back to the hand uh also some of those weird uh field spells and continuous spells and traps even if they just have a set card down during the turn that they play it you have a lot more options because you can start gaining life points during your opponent's turn specifically with uh aromas therapy angelica which is a plant tuner zero attack zero defense during either player's turn you can discard this card then target one aroma monster in your graveyard and gain life points equal to that target's attack while your life points are higher than your opponent's and you control an aroma monster and this card is in your graveyard special summon this card but banish it when it leaves the field you can only use each effect once per turn so level one tuner, this will get you into some of your synchro plays very easily, but also activating this during your opponent's turn can trigger some of the effects, specifically Aromage Rosemary to start changing your opponent's monsters from attack to defense position or vice versa. Uh, while your life points are higher than your opponent's, if a plant type monster you control attacks, uh, your opponent cannot activate monster effects until the end of the damage step. Once per turn, if you gain life points, target one face-up monster on the field and change its battle position. I love this card, and it pairs really well with Angelica. Uh, it, it, it's fantastic. Uh, then, of course, you have your uh, Aromage uh, Bergamot, level 6 plant, 2400 attack, 1800 defense. This is the card you really want to start using for a synchro play. Uh, your level 6, and then hopefully get your level 1 Aromas Therapy um, uh, Angelica onto the field. And go into your level 7 play for Ancient Sacred Wyvern. Level 7 Fairy, 1 Light Tuner, 1 or more non-tuner monsters. 2100 Attack, 2000 Defense. While your life points, uh, while your life points is higher than your opponent's, this card gains attack equal to the difference, and then vice versa if your life points are lower. So if you're up four, five, six thousand life points on your opponent, now you have just a huge monster on the field with a huge attack, and this is one of the game changers. But I also have a Romage uh, 
Marjoram, which is a level 5 plant, 2,000 attack, 1,600 defense. While your life points are higher than your opponent's, you take no battle damage uh, involving plant-type monsters. Uh, let's see, you can only use each effect per turn. When a plant-type monster you control is destroyed by battle, you can special summon this card and then gain 500 life points. If you gain life points, target cards in your opponent's graveyard up to the number of aroma monsters you control and banish them. Really good. This level 5 plus the level 1 tuner can get you into a level 6 play for uh, Brionac Dragon of the Ice Barrier. If you remember, 1 tuner, 1 non-tuner, you can discard cards from your hand and send cards back to your opponent's hand. So uh, this is a nice surprise play because everybody thinks if you're running an Aroma th- uh, deck, you're going to go with uh, Aromatherapy uh, uh, Rosemary, the level 5 plant synchro uh, monster with 2,000 attack. When your life points are higher um, than your opponents, you know, all your, let's see, all your plant-type monsters gain 500 attack and defense, all that fun stuff. Or going into your Armades uh, play as well, which is pretty common. So, but yeah, I mean, really the synchro plays are fantastic. Uh, what I do like to run, though, is Humid Winds. Uh, this is your Searcher. This is your Searcher card. You could use this once per turn. It's great. You can pay 1,000 life points, add one Aroma Monster from your deck to your hand. If your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can gain 500 life points. So overall, this is one of the best cards. Uh, but then running Blessed Winds to also, on a whim, Special Summon from your Graveyard. You could do a few things. Send one Plant-type monster from your hand or face up on the field to the Graveyard and gain 500 life points. Points. This can help you trigger some of those effect, effects very quickly, especially Rosemary. Um, let's see, also target one plant-type monster in your graveyard, shuffle it into the deck, and then gain 500 life points, or pay 1,000 life points and special summon one aroma monster from your graveyard. You can only use the effect once per turn. So this card, I think, even though it's only a normal, this is the kind of thing where some of the, sometimes the normal or the rares are a lot more powerful than the SRs or the URs. This, I think, is one of the best trap cards for this archetype. It's very dynamic, very flexible. It allows you to go into a whole lot of plays. So, anyway, I think aromas are finally here. They finally arrived. Uh, Too little too late, I think. It's not the most meta-relevant deck, and there's probably tons of other ways to build it, but I want to build mine around Wall of Thorns. So, again, that nice little mirror force that you got going on against your opponent's attack monsters. I love this trap card, so that's why I'm running this deck. It's a lot of fun. So, anyway, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks, Doug. You can check out Doug on his podcast every week with his Deck of the Week and also on his Twitter page, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Last thing I want to mention today before upcoming news is Professional Aster. He was snuck in this morning, Saturday morning. So two new cards from Aster. And he's actually very important because heroes are a meta again. So is the timing of this could be could have been planned. They could have meant this event to work when they expected heroes to become meta thanks to Vision Heroes. But in addition to these two new cards, there's a lot of cards that you're getting three copies of for the first time. So that includes Diamond Dude, um, Double Dude, Destiny Signal, 
Destiny Mirage, Over Destiny, Captain Tenacious, D Formation, and D Chain. So these are all cards you could get three copies of. New cards, D Mind, Spell Card. If you control no Destiny Hero Monster, special summon one level three or lower Destiny Hero Monster from your deck. So it's cool to cheat out a monster for free from the deck. That's the best way to special summon a monster. But the problem is, have any level 3 or lower Destiny heroes ever been played? Um, answer is no. I think the, the, the main one was Dreamer. I think Dreamer saw play a little bit. But the three main Destiny hero monsters are all level 4. That's Drill Dark, Celestial, and um, Cider. Those are all level 4 monsters. Now the new deck is running Malicious. Malicious is level 6. So that is it. Um, this is for those other, like Captain Tenacious or something, like lesser monsters. And maybe, I'm not counting this out completely, but maybe you can use this to thin out the deck some more, and then you could get more bodies on the board to fusion summon. So it's not a completely worthless card, but you'll have to run those other monsters um, that are not, like, not the best monsters, I guess. That's the best way of putting it. Next one's called D-Time. Trap card, when an elemental hero monster you control leaves the field, add a destiny hero monster from your deck to your hand, whose level is less than or equal to that elemental hero monster's level. So this one's worthy of play because um, the new hero deck runs elemental hero stratus, which is a level 4. So leaves the field could mean a few things. could mean polymerization, it could mean mask change could mean the monster getting destroyed so you gain a destiny hero back um the problem with this card is it completely ignores vision heroes they're talking about elemental heroes to gain a destiny hero there's no vision hero and the new um the new hero deck relies a lot on vision heroes so that's the key to the deck and this could be a little bricky let's say you drew all your destiny heroes right you drew all your um Things, it's not going to be it's not going to be worth it anymore so this is a bit situational maybe it'll work but i would say no just because it ignores the vision heroes completely that is it um let's move on to the last thing upcoming news ac cup is happening in a few days march 31st to april 12th early april mission circuit gravekeepers visionary mid-april tag dual tournament Wandering King, Wild Wind, Gaia Drake, the Universal Force, Mid-April, Dual Quest, Late April, Memories of a Friend, New Cards and Skill, Late April, Mission Circuit, New Card Called Chain Close, Late April, Duelist Chronicles 5Ds, uh, Majestic Star Dragons Coming, and a new skill called Majestic Light. That is it for the podcast. We're going to get to Carly's um, level of cards and skills at some other episode, maybe next week. Uh, yeah, probably next week because the Kaiba Cup's going on. So, wrap it up. This is Dual Assessment Podcast. If you like this podcast, please search it and like and subscribe. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything, thedualassessment at gmail.com or on Twitter, dual underscore assessment on my own account at GreenRangersCCG. All right. So, that is it. Stay, uh, stay safe, everyone. See you next time.